It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Birds podcast presented by the all new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. There is no better casino and sportsbook app out there. Uh, odds, bets, slots, and games all put together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. All right, so weird one today. How's everyone doing? It's me, just me. I'm coming to you solo. So, as you can assume, Elliot Short Parks on his honeymoon well deserved he should be on his honeymoon um i will wait till he gets back for us to really dive into the wedding you know we'll 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 dive deep all i'll say is it was an awesome time it was really fun you guys listen to the show the real ones know elliot was very nervous about quote unquote throwing a party for 150 people and uh it went really well it went really well. Elliot looked fire in his green uh, tuxedo suit. We'll, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, uh, when he's on. And and just in general, everything went really great. It was a super fun time. And uh, John Marks, say hi. Oh, hey. There it is. Who are you talking to? Myself. Because Elliot's on the Yeah, solo go birds pod, and now I get a little John Marks. You doing good? Have yeah. fun. Go crush it on the radio. Look at that. See, that's what happens when you do a solo pod. You're in a little studio by yourself and someone comes in. Um, so yeah, it was a, uh, a super, super fun time. We'll dive into the whole thing um, when Elliot's back. I don't want to, you know, step on it, so to speak. I think it'll be better if we do it together. But I, I will tell you it was a blast. I will tell you, Emily and I, my wife, tore up the dance floor as expected. We crushed it. We brought it. Um, but it was really fun. It was a really great time. And Elliot's married now. How about that? How cool is that? So we'll have a lot of fun talking about Elliot's wedding, the honeymoon, the whole thing when he gets back. But for now, like, you know, I didn't want to not talk to you guys for a week. I didn't want to just leave it where there was no pod for an entire week, um, especially because I'm off next week. I am uh, I am my one week of vacation this summer is next week. I'm not even going anywhere. I'll be around, but I'm, I'm taking the week off. So I figured it'd be a lighter... Um, pod uh schedule so to speak not just for this week but next week so 
Fear, what the hell? I'll just talk to myself and to you for 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 a few. As <laughs> there has been stuff to talk about, um, but a first in the history of Go Birds Pod, the first solo pod that I've ever done. Hello, you're listening to it now. Um, so let's talk a little birds. And again, when Ellie gets back, we'll dive into the wedding. We'll have a lot of fun with it. But there was some news this week, and I'm sure Elliot had uh, lots of thoughts and takes he wanted to fire off from his honeymoon with it. But um, the uh, the Derek Gunn, Jalen Hurts report. And uh, for those who missed it, Derek Gunn uh, with a report on his show on Jacob Sports Media with Rob Ellis and Barrett Brooks. Um, and this was from the, the show. Um, Gunn said, uh, I know it's a controlled environment. And like I tell you guys all the time, I don't get too hyped about OTAs, mini camp, and even training camp because it's controlled. But when I asked a few people back in late May about where Jalen Hurts was in his progress, one person said, let me give you a scenario of what he went through one day of practice. A 10-play scenario. He had three picks, four incompletions, and three sacks. That was his 10-play series, okay? And I followed up with, so what are you thinking? And the answer was, the direct answer was, he's got a ways to go. And that's not very encouraging when you all oh, you hear this offseason news about how he's working with the quarterback guru, he's working on his mechanics, second year in Nick Sirianni's playbook. So that is all from Derek Gunn and talking about a, uh, a relationship, obviously, that he has that is, has given him this information. Um, but it does, you know, imply that the Eagles are a little nervous about uh, where Hertz is at. Now, there is obviously so many things to take away from this and so many angles on it. So let's dive in. I think first and foremost, um, someone told this to Derek Gunn. A hundred percent. Derek Gunn is his, his reputation is unassailable for a reason. Derek Gunn has covered this team for a long time and he has been dead on for a long time. As someone who works in the business, I could just tell you just, I know for a fact that, there are few people, if any, who have the connections in that building that Derek Gunn has. It's just a fact. It is what it is. Gunn is connected. Gunner is plugged in, and and people speak to him. And Derek Gunn has spent a long time building up a reputation where he does not just say things. This is not clickbait. This is not Derek Gunn just saying, oh, you know, I really really want to get people checking out my show or I want to get people checking out my Twitter. That ain't it. Like, I'm sorry. I don't believe that for a, a half a second, not even a full second, not even a half a second. Do I believe that Derek Gunn is making something up or embellishing something or saying something for clickbait? I don't believe that at all. Zero percent of me believes that. Zero. Zero. So I take this at face value, what he's saying. Now, even with that in mind... It doesn't bother me at all. Like I don't I think my biggest takeaway from this is who cares? Like this is a practice in May without pads on, without his starting wide receivers on the field, without his starting team around him. Jalen Hurts is a gamer. Jalen Hurts is a, a put your helmet on and go play and make moves and do things kind of guy. Like, really? Are we really freaking out about a, a OTA session in May with no one on the field, without rushers, without this, without that? Like, who cares? Who cares? My bigger question when I hear this 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 report or whatever is, is my question is like, why? Why is someone telling this to Derek Gunn right now? Like, what's the upside for anyone who would have information like this 
What's the win? You know, who's... what? Like, is it Gardner Minshew? <laughs> Who wants to start or something? Like, I just don't... Unless, unless, unless the Eagles, as an, and I don't think this is true, but I'm just trying to talk this out here, and, you know, it's just me. We're just hanging, so why not? Um, unless the Eagles are actually really concerned about Jalen Hurts and they really don't believe in him again, I don't think that's the case. And they're trying to get out there and say, hey, don't let the hype go out of control. Like, we're a little nervous about Hurts. Like, to temper expectations, like, uh, maybe. Maybe I think there's at least a possibility that that's that's real, but I, I I can't really puzzle out why someone is putting this out there. Like what it achieves to get this out there. Ooh, maybe it's the other way around. Maybe they feel like Hertz is a little too confident. And they want to remind him he's got to work hard. He's got to grind. He's got to you know tune out the doubters. I don't know. I really don't understand the logic behind putting this out there. Again, maybe it's someone who's got a, a, a bone to pick with him or something. I don't know. I really don't know why it gets out there, but I do believe that that someone told that to Derek Gunn. Like, I, Derek Gunn did not make this up. In fact, there's few things more infuriating for me than seeing people tweet, oh, Derek Gunn made the clown report by Gunn and all, like that kind of stuff. Like, that drives me crazy. Like, why even have, why even trust reporters then, right? Then why even have any reporters you trust ever? Why let the 30 plus years or whatever it's been of Derek Gunn's career, why did that even matter? What was even the point? Like, what, what What? was all that work for? What was all that building up of reputation for? What was all the establishing credibility for? Just so we could get us to believe some some silly thing in, in May, in, about May, that, that's going to, like, you know, what, b- like, boost his ratings? Is that what people really think? Do people really think he did that? Like, it, or is it just people getting angry? It, look, I get it. I know, trust me, you know, as someone who, who talks about this team for a living and talks about Jalen Hurts for a living right now, like, I understand that that there is a real sensitivity for a lot of people when it comes to, to talking about Jalen Hurts. It does seem like there is a portion of this fan base who defends Jalen Hurts like he's their child or like he's a family member or something like that. And I respect it. I love it. Like, he's the Eagles quarterback. That's cool. But at the same time, we have to be willing to understand that there is going to be criticism here and there for this guy. That we have to be willing to understand that the Eagles themselves have not been totally sold on Jalen Hurts. And this Derek Gunn report, again, for whatever you want to take it, is an example of someone in that building not sold on Jalen Hurts. Point blank. I don't know who it is or why they're putting it out there, but someone in that building doesn't believe in Hurts. Because again, D-Gunn does not make... I almost cursed there. Earmuffs, one, two, three. D-Gunn does not make shit up. He just doesn't. Like, he doesn't. That's the last thing I'd believe. I and I I actually believe that Jalen Hurts is, can't play quarterback before I believe that Derek Gunn made it up. All right? Like that's how ridiculous that is to me. But I do think that that the fact that the report came out, the fact that someone gave that to Gunner recently, I think is an interesting an interesting angle on it. I d I don't again, I don't really know what the, the end game is, what the upside is to putting that out there to to creating this type of situation with, you know, um, you know, and then look, it gets players to come out. I mean, AJ Brown comes out on Twitter and says it's BS, calls it out, says, you know, made a good point about seven on seven tackle. Like they have sacks, but then, you know, you think about it, and John Ritchie pointed this out on the radio that, you know, you could have a, a covered sack where they could say if you hold on to the ball too long, it counts as a sack, and, and so on and so forth. So that made it, 
you know, more believable that it could have happened, but you love to see A.J. Brown coming out and defending him. Now, A.J. Brown was not there for these practices, so that you know takes a little away from it. But you like to see that. You like to see Lane. You like to see the guys having Hertz's back. But I just don't understand how and why the report happened. I understand why Derek Gunn put it out there. He was told that. You know, no, no problem with that. That's your job. I, I just don't understand why someone gave it to Gunner to put out there. I, you know, I don't. I really don't. And and again, on a more basic level, I'm not worried at all about the content of the report. You know, I'm not worried about how Jalen Hurts looked on May 31st in an OTA practice without pads on, without his starting players around him, without an offensive line in front of him, without a rush coming in on him. Like, I... I honestly could not care less about that. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I don't want him to be a disaster for entire practices and stuff, but he clearly wasn't, right? I mean, our guy, Elliot, was down at those practices. After that first one, he, the, we did a whole show. Go back and check the archives. Go Birds Radio on a Saturday. It was all about how Jalen Hurts looked amazing in the practice that Elliot saw and how positive he was about how good Hurts looked. So... You know, obviously this wasn't something that extended to, to every single moment of practice. This was a, a confined incident to a 10-series set, set of plays. I, I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less. Honestly, until they have pads on and they're playing real football, I, I honestly don't care at all what Jalen Hurts looks like. I mean, there have been so many guys throughout history who just aren't practice guys, and they put the pads on, the game starts, and they're awesome. You know, like I just, I mean, Patrick Robinson, we wanted Patrick Robinson cut in training camp. For those who don't remember, heading into the 2017 season, Patrick Robinson was a disaster in tra- an all-time disaster in training camp. And, you know, ended up being a pretty important part of the team, no? Everyone wanted him cut. We thought he was going to get cut. And the dude made the biggest play of the year, arguably. You know, and it was great. It was a great player for the team. Got himself $20 million from the Saints, cousin. You know, like, not everyone's going to just be awesome every practice. I, I, again, I think the far more fascinating part of this story is not the content of what D-Gun had to say. It's not that D-Gun was saying it. It's how did that end up in D-Gun's hands? Why and how? That's the part I can't figure out. Again, like, there are ideas that I have. There are thoughts, like... The idea, like we talked about, that maybe someone wants to to um, remind Hurts to you know keep working hard and all, but that doesn't make a ton of sense. I mean, Jalen Hurts doesn't need that reminder. Maybe it's someone in the building who doesn't believe in Jalen, strongly doesn't believe in Jalen Hurts and wants to get that out there. Maybe it's someone in the building who thinks the Jalen Hurts hype train is getting out of control and they want to rein it in and, and say, all right, slow down, calm down, lower expectations. I could see that. I think the Eagles actually have done a good job of setting expectations as a team the last few off seasons. You know, they haven't gone overboard. They are rebuilding, you know, retooling this and that while also you know, saying they're competing. So do you think the Eagles are good at that? I think other organizations actually have, have failed in this spot of, of setting expectations for your fan base. Like that is an important part of the, the, of what you're doing. You you don't want us to be angry because we expected one thing and we got another. You don't want us to be upset because we expected one thing and got another. So, you know, that's an interesting theory on it. It's at least something I can reason out and say, oh, at least that makes a iota of sense, I suppose. But on the whole, like not much makes a ton of sense. I don't truly, totally understand 
why someone would would put that out there. You know, I just I haven't gotten it yet. But but basic takeaway from the report is I am not at all worried. Zip, none about the content of the report. Zero. All right, I want to get into some other Eagles stuff in a sec. Let me remind you, and I don't have Elliot to bounce this off of, but you know where I'm going. Just download the parks, the Bet Parks, you know, on Sportsbook app. Uh, what are we doing here? How long have we been talking about how great this app is? It is fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. You could do anything on it. You could do individual golfer or individual player performances. You could do individual player performances. You can bet on strikeouts and home runs and points. And we've got future bets. You can go in and bet on all kinds of football over-unders. Who's going to win the MVP? All these different types of things. Live in-game betting. You're watching a game. You can bet on it live as it's happening. If you're watching a baseball game and you know that team's bullpen stinks and they're up three runs and it's getting late, boom, throw a few bucks on the other one. You get great odds. You get a great shot to win. And that's the beauty of of the app, of using the app. It is so much fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive, easy to deposit, easy to withdraw. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, new customers make your first bet risk-free up to $750, a $750 risk-free bet. Did I say risk-free? It's free of risk. That's a good thing. Just download the app now in the app store, the Google Play Store, or at pa.betparks.com and use our promo code GOBIRDS, that's G-O-B-I-R-D-S, to get your first bet risk-free. You must be 21 in President Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, um, so now that we get the Hertz report out of the way, in general, it has been a a real lull of a time. We are 10 days away or so from training camp, and oh, buddy, can it not, or a little longer than that, it, 14 days, whatever, we're like two weeks away from training camp. It, I need it desperately i am so desperate for training camp to get here it's this is you know this kind of stuff the the hurts report and stuff it's it's you know, we need real football we need real football the espn rankings have come out they did the top 10 at each position the the tackle position is the only one that hasn't come out offensive tackle so there's a chance they have a top 10 guy or two there but but probably not um but i was a little surprised if you go through each of the the lists um jason kelsey the eighth best interior lineman in the NFL, so guards and centers. And then Dallas Goddard ranked as the sixth best tight end in the NFL. That's it. Every other position except offensive tackle has been done, and there were no other Eagles ranked in the top ten at their position. A.J. Brown was given an honorable mention, um, so he is not ranked in the top ten of his position. I think the, the most shocking one, Darius Slay not ranked in the top ten. I think that is... Absolutely shocking. I certainly think he was a top 10 cornerback last year, if nothing else. Um, Bradbury not in the top 10 either. I think Slay got a, a received votes. Hargrave and Cox both not in the top 10 at, at defensive tackle. Not that surprising for Cox, obviously. Both received honorable mention. Um, and, you know, you wonder, are, uh, you know, have we overrated this Eagles roster a little bit? You know, when you're looking through it and, and they have, they're talented, but... You know, these, these top 10 guys, the best of the best at each position. You know, you didn't see many Eagles names in there. Um, but no, I don't think we are. I think this Eagles team's good. And sometimes you might not have all the guys in the top 10. But, you know, I think this team just has a lot more talent than it did. And, and you know, we talked about that list last year. That's really what made me think of it was going on the pod last year and Elliot and I arguing about those ESPN top 10 in each position list because it was a similar thing except even less players um, on the list or in honorable mentions for the Eagles last year. Now they do have more, to be honest. Um, 
And I, I was talking about how this team lacked blue trip tro- prospects and how how that really hurt this team's chances to not have the top-end guys. You look at all the great teams. And look, I mean, last year's Super Bowl, a, a really good example, you know, of, of uh, two teams that had some serious blue chippers. You know, the Rams, you got Jalen Ramsey, the best cornerback in football. You got the best receiver in football last year in Cooper Cup. You got the best defensive player in football at Aaron Donald. I mean, those are, those are blue chips blue chip guys along with others on that team that the the Bengals Joe Burrow blue blue chip quarterback you know Jamar Chase blue 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 chip wide receiver um you know you got teams like uh, Jesse Bates blue chip safety you know you got dudes you got guys um so uh, and again the the Bengals not even as much as the Rams but I I actually am I'm going the other way with the Eagles and this list this year in that I think the Eagle. I think first and foremost, the list is underrating the Eagles. I mean, Darius Slay is a top ten cornerback. I just think he is. You know, AJ Brown is a top ten receiver. It, maybe he's eleventh. You know, and that way he doesn't make the list. That's fine. But I think AJ Brown personally is a top ten receiver. I think he should have been on that list. And if nothing else, even though they might not have the the, the best of the best of the best at their positions, they have elite guys. You know, like last year at this time when Elliot and I were were fighting about the the team and their chances and I kept talking about blue chip guys it really was related to blue chip like to having the the most talented guys at their position it was more that they didn't have any guys like that like now the Eagles have blue chip guys they may not be top 10 but but I mean Jordan Mylott is a blue chipper you know Lane Johnson's a blue chipper Jason Kelsey's a blue chipper you know you got Darius Slay as a blue chipper AJ Brown is a blue chipper these guys are among the best at their position in the sport. Now, if you want to flip it around and and ask me what makes me nervous right now with the Eagles, I will say that that the more I think about the season progressing and coming up, I actually feel really positive about the offense. I feel really positive about Jalen Hurts. I think Hurts is going to be really good this year. Like I don't know if he's going to be you know leap into the uh, top you know, seven or eight quarterbacks in the NFL comp, you know, conversation type of thing. But I think he's going to be better than he was last year. And I think the thing with Hurts that we we don't do enough is we don't give enough credit to him as a runner. We talk so much about how he has to improve as a passer. Oh, he's got to be a better passer, isn't that? And he does. He does. Like, he needs to be a better passer. But I think that in doing so, we almost underrate what a elite, elite blue chip runner he is. You know, he is... Other than Lamar Jackson, the best running quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion, in the way that he manages a running offense and the, the riding to side stuff. Kyler Murray might be a little quicker than Hurts, but I think Hurts a better running quarterback. He's more durable, more physical, all that. You know, that's a a real skill to have, especially behind the best offensive line in the league. Like, I just think that we go a little too far with the Jalen Hurts hate. You know, the 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 idea that that people you really go too far with, oh, he can't throw in this, and he can, and he's going to be better, and they've got more weapons around him, but I think that we do a disservice to um, to not bring up just how great a runner he is and how important that is for an offense and how much better it makes an offense when you have a quarterback who can do the things that he can do. Um, so I'm actually, I feel pretty good about the Eagles offense. I'm not that nervous. I, honestly, I'm much more nervous about the defense. And I love the signings they made. You know, they brought in Bradbury, which I think is really going to help. Obviously, they drafted my dude, Nicobe Dean. I'm, I'm really excited for him to get out there and actually get an opportunity to do stuff and all that. I 
super high on Jordan Davis. The more I think about Jordan Davis, the more I think about the pick, the more excited I get. Like I am almost ready to say, I think he's going to a lock to be a great player. Like That's how far along I am with Jordan Davis. I'm really geeked about having that guy here. So I'm, I'm really excited about the future and, and adding some potential blue chip guys on that side of the ball. But I will say that, you know, I do think the pass rush is the biggest, most important question mark for me. Obviously, outside of Hurts, but I believe in Hurts. But, um, you know, and Sirianni and all that. Like, obviously, there's the the big, you know, biggest, most important positions and, and coaches. But just in terms of, like, a specific thing that if you ask me, yeah, what makes you nervous? It's the pass rush. It's the pass rush. I mean, they were 31st in the league in sacks last year. and And we're counting on... To be better this year, Brandon Graham coming back from an Achilles tear at the age of 34, Josh Sweat earning the money they paid him, you know, and he's had some sacks, he's had some flashes, but I, I've not felt like he's an elite pass rusher at any point. And then an undersized guy who's gonna who's a weapon, and I'm excited about Hassan Raddick. Shout out to Temple U, T for Temple U. But by no means. Is it a lock that he's going to come in here and, and be a massive contributor? So um, I am I am hopeful about it. I'm not, this is not a, a panic type of thing or anything like that. I actually, I feel, you know, I feel good about the team. I'm going to pick him for 11 or 12 wins. Like I'm, I'm all in. Um, I do, do, I do though think that um, if you're looking to kind of see where, like, what are we not talking about enough? They kind of like the, the Derek Gunn report where it's like, hey guys, let's, let's talk a little more about Jalen Hurts could be bad. Uh, this is like, hey guys, let's talk a little bit more about how like, the pass rush is not a guarantee, and that makes me nervous. That's all I'll say. Not nervous enough to not feel great about the team, but that is um, that's where I'm at. All right. Um, this is fun. Look at me talking to you with no one else here. What about them? I'm just sitting in the studio by myself, looking at the wall, looking at no one. I'm so used to Elliot right in my face. Nobody. So, um, no, it'll be fun. I, I, I just couldn't leave you guys hanging all week. Uh, to be fair. There are probably people, they're not listening anymore. They bailed a while ago, but there are probably li- people listening being like, eh, you could have bailed on us. I think we would have been okay as opposed to this nonsense of you talking to yourself for 30 minutes. But, you know, hopefully there's someone there who is right now nodding their head and saying, thank you. I did want this. Wishful thinking. Um, I'm, I'm probably literally talking to myself. That's the unique thing. Like everyone has bailed on this podcast and it's me in a room talking to myself and no one will ever hear it. I mean, that is like some tree falling in the woods type of stuff. Or get, yeah, I better slow down or else I'm going to start getting into like deep philosophy and I don't know if I can handle that right now. I have been reading a lot of science fiction lately and that does bring up a lot of really interesting philosophical questions. You know, when you think about alien life and you know, all that type of stuff. And, and, you know, you can get in some really interesting stuff, AI, sentient AI, all kinds of stuff that I've not spent a ton of time really pondering, um, that reading these books has really kind of gotten my, 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 uh, juices flowing on. So I'm, I'm very fascinated by that. So, um, yeah, you know, that's an interesting philosophical question. Me talking into a microphone at the end of this podcast that no one ever hears. Did it happen? Did it matter? Is it real? You be the judge. Oh, or I guess I'm the judge. I'm the only one here. What am I talking about? All right. Uh, one last final thought. I did bring up Alien, so I got to get into it real quick because um, I uh, I watched two Alien movies recently. They're Alien-related movies. One 
I had not seen since I was a child. And the other one I had not seen in like a decade or so. And both rock. So I watched Predator uh, for the first time since I was 12 or 13. That movie kicks ass. If you love 80s action movies or early 90s action movies, let me tell you, watch Predator if you've never seen it. And if you have seen it, it's been a long time, let me tell you, watch Predator. Some great Arnold lines. Get to the chopper! A classic. You know, it's super fun. It It is straight action. Like the last 40 minutes or so, there's like, I don't even know if there's a single line in the movie. It's just him and the Predator chasing each other and all that. Um, but a super fun movie with fun people and all that. But I, I had, um, and the other movie, by the way, is Independence Day, which I rewatched for for the umpteenth time, but had not seen in a while. I'll get to that in a sec. First on the Predator thing, and I mentioned this on the radio today, um, but I just have to reiterate it. I am blown away by trackers. So the character uh, in the movie, Billy, is a tracker um, played by Sonny Landham. Um, and it's just, I'm so fascinated by it. And And in the movie, they embellish it, obviously. You know, it's like, he's like, yeah, four people went over that ridge there about four hours ago. One was wearing a green hat, the other carrying a yellow bag. One had a submachine gun in his side. And it's like, how do you, did you see them? No, I can tell by the way the trees moved and the, the you know, like, it's like, they can't. Like, that's not possible. But I'm fascinated by that as a real life thing. Obviously, they embellish it, but the idea that you could walk through the woods and say, hmm, look at these tracks, look at the indentation, look how deep this is. This is about a 200 pound creature. Veering to the left here, you can tell by the way the branches have been pushed back here. You know, like that, that, that stuff blows my mind. I'm super, super into it. So, um, that's a random thought. Um, but go watch Predator if you haven't in a while. It's super fun. But, um, I do have, I do have a in, uh, Independence Day uh, thought that I have to get out there. And, uh, it's actually a couple. I mean, one is just very clearly that, that the speech in Independence Day still holds up. It's awesome. It is, I wanted to run through a wall for Bill Woman, Bill Pullman, a.k.a. President Whitmore, a.k.a. a fighter pilot. And especially he does the speech and he's like, I got to get up in the sky. I'm a, I'm a combat pilot. It's like, you're the president. What? So anyway, we don't talk enough about how cool President Whitmore is. Like super underrated, cool movie character we don't talk about enough. And oh, by the way, gives an amazing speech. Like, Today is our end of, today we celebrate our Independence Day. Ah, oh, so we will not go quietly into the night. Ah, some great stuff from Pullman there. Loved it. But I, I do have an actual take from Independence Day that that I don't I don't really understand why no one talks about it. Like when you rewatch the movie, it is such a a clear, clear, like it's hits you in the face. Um so here's my take, and uh, if you have not seen Independence Day, uh, you can go. This is it. I'm going to end the podcast after that, so you don't need to stay. But real ones in the house. Um, uh, why don't we talk enough about how Jeff Goldblum's ex-wife in the movie, played by Margaret Collin, uh, Constance Mano, the um, you know right-hand woman for the president, um, we don't talk enough about how she is the true villain of Independence Day. She's the reason that millions of people die. Have you thought about this? The fact that six hours before the the attack happens, Jeff Goldblum calls his ex-wife to say, hey, listen, you got to get out of there. This isn't safe. This is bad. And she just hangs up on him. She's like, ah, stop, you idiot, whatever. Hangs up. And then he has to drive all the way down to Washington, finally gets in a room with her, and then she believes him. He talks to the president. They end up saving, you know, 
everybody's lives there with them and an Air Force One gets off the ground, right? It's the explosion. It's like chasing the explosion. It's super cool to watch and all that. But, but President Whitmore says right after, he's like, he's like, if only we'd evacuated, we could have saved millions of lives. Millions of lives. What? Yes! If you had listened to Jeff Goldblum six hours earlier, Mrs. Jeff Goldblum, Margaret Collin, millions of lives, millions of lives could have been saved. We do not talk about enough. Constant Spano, the true villain of Independence Day, even more than the aliens. At least the aliens, you know, they're, they're predictable. They're going from planet to planet and taking what they need. Margaret Collin could have saved millions of lives. She could have evacuated New York City. She could have evacuated Los Angeles. She could have evacuated Washington, D.C. Millions of lives could have been saved were it not for Margaret Collin not taking Jeff Goldblum seriously until he drove down to Washington and got in her freaking face. Has anyone else thought about this? Because uh, I feel pretty good about it. And uh, probably got a little worked up over that. But you know what? Anyone who's still here, you're literally my favorite person. If, if you're the one person, and let's be honest, there's probably no people. But if you're listening to this right now, you're my favorites. You could tell. I was going to say don't tell anybody, but you can. You heard it. They didn't. You're my favorite. Right now, if you're here, I love you. You're the best. And I love all of you because literally we could not have this podcast without you. It actually would be me talking into a room by myself or me talking to my friend in a room by ourselves. And let's be honest, that would just be sad. So thank you. You all rule. And um, I genuinely appreciate you with all of my heart. And I really appreciate you letting me rant about Independence Day because, you know, who else is going to, right? So uh, by myself, I didn't need to get any permission i just did it so i appreciate you letting me get that off my chest because i needed to all right um i will be back on saturday uh wip one to three call in you know hang out um uh, i'll post the pod in the feed obviously i don't know who is hosting with me elliot will still be gone so um it'll be me and someone most likely if not it'll just be me i'll be there Either way, no matter what. Um, and then next week, we'll figure it out. Hopefully, Elliot and I can do a pod together. If not, Elliot will definitely be on next Saturday. And then following next week, fully normal. Training camp's back. Elliot and I will be ready to friggin' roll. We both got our vacations out of the way. So we're back for training camp. And then it's go time training camp, the season. And we run, and it's going to be awesome. So um, really, really, really looking forward to that. And uh, again, just want to thank everyone for, for actually, if you're here, if you're hearing this, you rule. It really, it means the world to me that you listen to this. So thank you. And uh, we'll be back soon. Shout out to, to our buddy, Elliot Shore Parks, married Shore Parks, um, as he had a great wedding. I can't wait to talk about it with him for you guys. I promise that's coming. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but shout out to him enjoying his honeymoon. And uh, I will talk to you guys on Saturday. Can't wait again. Thank you to everyone for listening. I literally could not do this without you. So thank you. And uh look forward to talking to everyone on Saturday. He's not here, but he's Elliot. I'm James. We'll talk to you guys soon.